listening to the Michael Papinchak Show. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Yeah. You want to know something? I do. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what number show this is. I usually say like, hey, it's show... I think it's 34, 35. Really? I do. You know, it, it is up there. I, I'm thinking... But this is the first show we've done together in like a month. Yeah. Because you yes. went to New York. Yes. I, I think this might be show 36. Really? That's a lot of shows. Oh, I... I'm I'm looking on SoundCloud now. I'm confused. Isn't that terrible? I can't remember how many shows I've actually done. It is show 35. Okay. It is show 35. So I was there. Yes. Show 35. It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. 35 shows. It's a lot of greatness. It is. It is. And I hope everyone enjoyed last week's best of show with a little a little uh, treat. I had Camila on the show because it was her first birthday. That's her second appearance. That is her second appearance. Yeah. And what's interesting is, you know, she was real talkative, and I thought, oh, I'm going to scoop her up and put her on the show. And then nothing. And then I set her before the mic, just touching it. Yeah, she just wants to see what it's all about. Yeah, and then I would set her down and, and turn it, and turn everything off, and she'd go, dabby, 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 dabby. So I'd scoop her up, turn everything back on. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. So with a little editing magic, I made it seem like she actually was, because she talked like a little bit. I just edit it all together to make it sound like, you know. Yeah, it was like but all that's, at once. that's the uh, magic. So uh, j- so I am back in Pittsburgh. I was back here last week, but I got in on Wednesday, and I did the show Thursday. Jason wasn't able to join me, so I, I threw out a, a best of show. D- and you listened, so I'm yep. sure it was great. And Because, uh, you know, it's, it is the best of. Yeah. So this is the first show Jason and I are doing uh, together back in Pittsburgh while I'm here. A new show for for you guys. And when he was on his way over, I decided to turn on (laughs) an an episode of My 600-Pound Life on demand. This show is just... And we've talked about this show before. It's remarkable. And we all know that Dr. Now is is the man. Mm -hmm. And he's just, uh, you know... (laughs) <laughs> just just thinking about him, like, what are you doing? You, can, you cannot be 800 pounds. You've been eating 10,000 calories a day. <laughs> but anyway. Who is giving you food? <laughs> it's hilarious. So <laughs> I was looking on demand for the show because I was hoping that my mom and I started watching the new episode, mm-hmm. two-part episode, The Asante Brothers. Right. Yeah. These two are real pieces of work. Yeah, I can't even believe Doc, Doctor Now is like working with them. They're just I'm I'm really surprised he took them on. And yeah. then and then their father is sort of like a he's an enabler. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't care that he's like okay because they run from Rhode Island to Houston. Yeah, it's like thirty hours. Right. So, but was, it, but it took him like twice, not twice as long. It took him like sixty eight hours because like time. they they had to stop every two hours to get food. Stephen food. Yeah, and he yeah. would be like, I, I need food. Yeah, and he'd be like, Well, what do you want? And he'd be like, Why well, I see out the window there's a Wendy's. Oh well, yeah, 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 or a KFC. Yeah. So they would just stop, and then he started like towards the end, he gave him Subway. Yeah, and uh, it it was just remarkable. But during their journey, the bed fell apart. Yes, the bed cracked. Yeah, and they were like the the two medical personnel people that were driving him. Yeah, they were like, "That's not possible." Yeah. And the one guy like 
goes under there, and he's like, don't go under there. wonder if it falls. Yeah, because you would just be... You'd be I mean, done. So he was close to 800 pounds, He was, Steven. yeah, he was like 772 or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So they had to put a cinder block. Yeah. They went and found cinder blocks somewhere. Yeah. That, that, that's what in I like was Kansas. wondering. Kansas. Yeah, they, they just found them. They found cinder block and then propped the bed up that was... The part that was cracked propped it up. That's unbelievable. To support him. Oh, my God. So he was being transported in basically an RV. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it probably to other people looked like, oh, look, that that family is, you know, going camping <laughs> on this big road trip. No. No. It's he a, literally took the whole rear end of yes, the it, RV. It's an 800-pound man. Yes. Who, I'm sorry to say, is a total asshole. He's like 28. Like, okay. I'm something. I'm 32. I am probably 50 pounds overweight. My doctors tell me about it all the time. I'm thinking this guy is younger than me, and he's almost 800 pounds. Right. Like, what would you have to eat during a day by the age of 32 to be 800 pounds? Well, he's, according to doctor now, it's 10,000 calories He's a day. literally mainlining, like, milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just IVs. <laughs> yeah. He's... he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. And how does the body allow itself to get that, that, that huge? Like, he can't even eat nor- normal. No. Like, he, he was, like, holding a sandwich, mm-hmm. and it looked like like a peanut yeah. in his hand. Yeah. It's like... It, it, He's it, so used to just, like, shoving yeah, the whole like, thing in his mouth. Like a like a Big Mac to him, yes. or like a basic hamburger, is a two-bite sandwich. Two bites, it's done. Just, it's two bites, and it's done. But but we weren't watching that when you came in. No, no, we you were, were watching something we, far more absurd. We were watching James K's story, because there's another James that I'm aware of. So this is James K from Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. So what happened was, now, a little backstory: His mother was an alcoholic. They all have they emotional issues. They all have issues. something. Because, listen, you don't, you just don't get that big for no reason, okay? There's a psychological component to being 800 pounds. That's just the the truth of it. You, you can't get there just because you like Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Yeah. You don't go there every half hour, Okay, though. I'm a bit overweight, but there's nothing emotionally that is taking me to fast food twice an hour. So his mother was an alcoholic. The parents got divorced. In the, She, like, disappeared or, like, or married someone else or something. Yeah. Was raised by the father, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. In his, I think, late 20s or so, he reconnected with his mother. Couple months later, she died of liver failure because of her alcoholism. Sent him on a huge spiral. Okay. He finally was reconnecting with his mom, and then she dies. Right. Then, so he eats himself to early 30s. He's like 550. 500 or 550. Yeah. Ends up falling, breaking his ankle. He is now bedridden because of the broken ankle. Three years later, he is close to 800 pounds. Yeah, because he, he was eating while recovering, but he's too heavy to stand on the weakened ankle. Yeah, so... So he's just sitting there, all yep. laying there all day. All day. Years. There's and just, then develops yeah. sores and all that kind of stuff. This, this was the thing about this episode. Is I've seen a lot of this show, and I've seen a, I mean, men who are 800 pounds, but this guy... His I had never seen cellulite like this in my life. This guy's legs, I don't even know how to describe it. They weren't really legs anymore. No, just uh, it it they were so I'm sorry to say, but so disgusting. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was actually a hard episode to watch 
because his legs were so disgusting. Just the boy, like the the bumps and the boils and the sores, and it was leaking like yellow fluid. And they had a clean, oh oh, listen, you know Joe and I, Joe and I were watching it, and it is it, you feel bad for them, but you also don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Because this isn't like something that they were born with, okay? This isn't like a genetic disease. Well, you, you don't feel, because you're like, my goodness, I feel bad because he has to live like that. Yes. But then he tells his girlfriend to go get him, like, a number four. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, sure, no yeah. problem. And then you, you're, you're like, then you're like well, yeah, okay. You you did this to yourself. And this is what the problem, okay, so uh, all of our parents are in healthcare. And this is the issue with with healthcare, is that there's going to come a time where they are just going to stop paying for care that is your fault. Mm-hmm. They are going to stop paying for conditions that you put yourself in. Smokers with lung cancer, you know, food addicts that are morbidly ob- obese. Okay. Yep. Listen, he was 500 pounds. That is huge. Yes. He broke his ankle, but you don't get to be 800 pounds just by laying around. Someone has to bring you 10,000 calories a day. And the episode opened with Dr. Now just chewing out his girlfriend. Yeah. This uh, James K. guy. He went from 10,000 calories a day. Yeah. And Dr. Now was like, listen, you're going to 800 calories a day. 800. Today. Today. Right now. Because Dr. Now, I've never, I've never seen this before ever. Dr. Now gave him two months to live. In their first conversation of of the episode, a can of Coke is 140 calories. Yeah, already like I'm yeah. done. So, I feel guilty. Yeah, so like you just know. so if you have a can of Coke and you're on an 800 calorie diet, that's breakfast. That's it. You're that's dying. it. You are you are done. You that that is your meal. You can't have anything else. You are you've already wasted 140 calories. Yeah. But doctor, now in their first conversation, I've never heard him him say this. I've I've heard him say. You probably have five years to live. Maybe you can live ten more years. He goes, James, you have one to two months. To live. I was like, one to two months? But if you saw this guy, please go on TLC Go or TLC.com and type in James K or go on demand and look. I mean, it is it is so unfortunate. What? And, but, and then he's like, the scale is wrong. Yeah, he's in such yeah. denial. Okay, so so okay. When when he got there, he was seven thirty five, and then you know, doctor now was like, go off in two months, lose one hundred and fifty pounds, and come back. Then he was like seven eighty something or seven ninety, so he gained a bunch of weight. Right. Then doctor says, okay, go off and lose a hundred pounds. Sure. He comes back. He's eight thirty five or whatever. He gained a hundred pounds. Whatever the numbers are, yeah. he gained a hundred pounds. You don't gain a hundred pounds on an eight hundred. So here's the thing, though. At the end of these shows, it's usually a minor success story. Yes, at least right. Somebody yes. says, "Okay, um, I can now walk around the store. I yeah. can, I can get in a car. And yeah. I can drive or something." Yeah. Um, and this guy, the end of the show was a scene where. He needed three people to just help him sit up. Yes. He's been on his back for three years with in that same position. Yes. They literally took it took a whole person to move his leg. Yeah, it took two physical thera- therapists. Yes. 
and his girlfriend to lift him from push him from the back just to get yeah so she pushed from the back and they pulled his legs and because his legs are he can't put his legs to um together they are now permanent not permanently but they are now fixed in like a spread eagle position oh is that what they said yeah because because um really because his he is so fat and there's so much built up cellulite and stuff that he can't close his legs Oh my that's God. why they couldn't get him to to Houston um initially because he couldn't fit in the back of their van. His legs were spread open wider than the mouth of the trunk of the van, and they didn't have the funds to do it in like a in like an RV like like that Asante kid. Yeah, because they they had to like you know put that on their insurance or something. Yeah, so his father refinanced his home. Asante's. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The the James. James K. James K's father refinanced his home to pay to pay for it. Also, during the episode, oh my, God. James's father comes to visit his son, and his father just starts to like vomit like uncontrollably. During the episode, he had a stroke, just just by chance. They were filming, really, and, he, and they had a and they had a call. An ambulance like, for the father. For the father, like they're they're filming. You're watching the episode. All of a sudden, the father goes, "Oh!" And we're like, "Whoa!" And the son's like, "Come on, Aunt Lisa, my something's wrong with my dad." He's like, "I'm so sad because I can't even help my own father." You know, the, listen, I, this is these people are from the South. I mean, he's probably from Kentucky. I mean, he's from Kentucky, just real backwoods. He's like, I can't even help my own father. And his father's just like, Hugh. and he's like, I don't know what's going on with me. You know? Oh, my god! And then they take him out of the hospital, and he had a stroke during the episode. What are the chances of that? That's real bizarre. Doctor now, he's hitting TV gold. Well, you know what? We, we, we were talking about how when my first, when my 600-pound life first came out, people <laughs> people were like 450, Listen, he Doctor now was like, okay, you're you're 400. Yeah. You can be on the show. Yeah. A camera crew is going to follow you around for a year. <laughs> yeah. Now, you have to be a minimum of about 700 <laughs> to just be considered for the show. Like, if you're not put pushing a half ton... You're not getting on the show. Like people out there are like just gorging on like KFC buckets to try to get on this show. People are actually gaining weight to try to get his yes, help. That's what I mean. Because they're like, listen, I'm five hundred pounds, that's that's heavy. But right. if I'm seven hundred, like, then I can be on my six hundred. My regular life. doctor can fix me at five hundred. Yeah. But doctor now services, <laughs> yeah. I need to get to eight hundred. I need to get to I need to start eating twelve thousand calories a day. Like, that's insane. That is insane. That is sad. Yeah. That is sad. It is really, really unfortunate. I mean, this it's guy. It's a train wreck. Like, you, you, you don't want to see it. Yeah. But you can't look away. You really can't. Like, that's it's why. It's really upsetting. We actually postponed starting the show because I, I had to finish. Because. <laughs> I was, because I was like, what do you guys want to? <laughs> Joe's like, look how fat that guy's legs are. I was like, oh. Oh, yes, I see, Joe. I can see. Thanks for pointing that out. No, but seriously, like, um, I, I, you, you, well, well, first off, one of the points of the show is you want to see if something happens. Yeah, you the know, result. Like, yeah, and this show didn't have a result. No. I've never seen one that didn't have a result. I've never seen one where it's like, you because know, usually halfway through through the episode, because, you know, they, they make it a story. They, they take a year's worth of footage. And they make a beginning, middle, and end. Sure. And usually in the middle, 
there's some kind of crisis. Like, I don't want to lose this way. Like, I don't need doctor now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck him. You yeah. know, and then like a week later, they're like, I'm going to try. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, and then in a couple months, my, I want to see my kids, you know, yeah. go to their recital. Yeah. And there's usually some, some kind of flip. Yeah. They they realize that they are going to die. Like, yes. you know, because they know that they're going to die, but then all of a sudden doctor now like gives them an actual timetable. Like you have 2 years to live at oh, this weight. Yeah. Then they go, "Holy shit. 2 years." Then they go in denial. Yep. They they gain a bunch of weight. Then they mm-hmm. realize it in the middle of the episode. Then they lose the weight, get the surgery, and by the end of it, they're 200, 300, 400 pounds down. They're playing w- with their kids in the park. The one yesterday that you watched with your mom, uh, the Asante kid, yeah, he was like making passes at that nurse that was helping him. Listen, like what was that about? That kid is an asshole. I'm really sorry, Stephen Asante, and I wish you well, but you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, this guy, uh, he, I don't Doctor Now, that. Doctor Now. See, I I didn't finish the episode because we're going to talk about this. Uh, uh, if you're a fr- if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you've seen this, but TMPS has a new home here in Pittsburgh. But we will get to that. We'll get to that. I was coming up up to Mars. And so and, and a friend of my mom's came over, so we had to turn off the episode. So I didn't know how it actually ended. But where I left the show was he was being so abusive. Yeah. Verbally abusive. Terrible. To the hospital staff in Houston. Doctor now kicked him out. Doctor now kicked him out of the program. Well, he was also then calling 911. Yes. To get him to other hospitals to get drugs. So <gasps> See, I missed that. Okay, so... Maybe I shouldn't tell you. No, no, no. Well, tell okay. me because so, I need to see part two. So I need he to goes to out. this apartment. Okay. Okay. And then that nurse, you know, that nice nurse that was helping him. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you see the part where like she's introduced? No. Basically, there's a nurse that's assigned to him. Okay. Okay. And he has this apartment. This and is after he was kicked out. Yeah. 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 Because he can't stay in the hospitals anymore. So what do you no, see? Up- I told you I, I it ended we we turned it off at the conversation. You, there's okay. no negotiation, Stephen. Yeah. You are kicked out. He's out. And he goes, "We will take if your if your father can't come and help you, we will take you to a homeless shelter." Yeah. And then we turned it off. Okay, so he goes to this apartment mm-hmm. and he's basically just becomes a hooked on pills. So he goes, "Yeah." So his home health nurse comes calls one day. He's not answering. She's like, "What's going on?" Goes there, he's nowhere to be found. And he's 800 pounds. Yeah, I mean, he can't move himself. So his iPad or his phone was still there. And okay. she's like, he never goes anywhere without this. So she, she like, called, like, the last phone number that he dialed. Okay. And it was, like, this other hospital. So she called and was like, is there a Stephen Asante there? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, they don't know. Yeah. So, um... They don't know that he's like on the show and stuff. They didn't have a clue. Yeah, and you you don't see him in like in the hospital. But then she calls Doctor Now, and then Doctor Now comes and is like, you, "You're a drug addict. Like, what's going on?" Yeah. So, um, they, they were thinking that he was trying to take his own life. Blah blah blah. And then he starts making like he's not working. So he starts making passes at like the nurse, and um, it, it was just like this guy, this kid's unbelievable. He like, he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't understand like what what's happening, you know. And in his his father's like broke because he spent all this money to try to fix him. Yeah, and his brother. Yeah, his brother didn't want help. You saw that. Yes. He refused help. They went back to Rhode Island. He would call his father and say like, "Hey, um, I'm hungry. Order me a pizza." Because he doesn't have money. 
right? So yeah, well, Stephen doesn't because he he's eat. in the hospital. Well, yeah, he's in this so apartment. He, so the father's going to order it from Rhode Island, he, like call a pizza place in Houston. Yeah, and they were just delivering food to him. So she finds like all these like empty pizza oh, boxes. No, and no, stuff. he's in, he's not in the hospital now. He's in an apartment. He's in an apartment. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so yeah. he he has like a home nurse that's helping him. He has okay. this home nurse, but okay. he just becomes like a drug addict, and then he's at basically he breaks down and is like starts crying and. But he's just a real yeah. dingus. So, I mean... It's he, unbelievable. He has a lot of pathological problems, as yeah. you can see from the episode. Yeah, they talk about like the how they hate their mother. Yeah. Because she ran off with some other guy, and she's an alcoholic. And, yep. You know, they just... They have such... And the brothers hatred. hate each other. They hate each the other. The brothers hate each other. Right. And it's really unfortunate that the other brother, whose name escapes me... I thought it was like... Um, I think it's James. No, not James. We were just talking about James. No. Jack um, or... I don't know. I thought it was a J name, but I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. No. It's unfortunate he didn't take Dr. Now's help. No. Because Dr. Now offered it. Dr. Now's like, your heart's fine. Yeah. If you lose 50 pounds or something. Because he, he thought that there's a reason subconsciously that he went to Houston with them. He didn't have to go. Yeah. He's like, I want to go and get checked out. Yeah. And then they found out that, you know, his heart was fine, but he's just really big. Yeah. And hey, you, you should lose weight and, and I get can the help surgery. You yeah. And get the surgery and you're a candidate to have the surgery. And then he was like, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah. So just, I think that what happened was he came to the realization that he didn't want to be like his brother. Yes. Well, who he hates. Who he hates. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with look his, up his brother. Name yeah. It's bothering me. Yeah. I mean, he didn't want anything to do with his brother. There was a moment in the show where, believe it or not, Stephen, even though he's close to 800 pounds, Justin. Justin. Yes. I, I knew it was a J name. Can, can walk. Stephen can walk. So there was a, with like a walker. So there was a point where Stephen went, went into justin's room yeah room yeah and immediately justin's like get out get out get out like i don't want to see you like that's how much hatred there is but once you watch the episode and just see the pathology of steven and how manipulative and just i mean he's an asshole there's just like no other way to put it and and again as we talked before you feel bad for them but then you don't because there's only one way to get to be eight, like 800 pounds. Yeah. There's only one way. You have to eat your, yourself there. His dad didn't eat all day. Yeah. Helping the two brothers. Now, his their dad is somewhat of an enabler. Well, and, I mean, well, there's only there's only yeah. so much that you can do. Right. Uh, because basically what, what happens if you watch enough of, of these episodes, these morbidly obese people can't do a lot for themselves. No. And, you're, and that makes you angry. So you're already angry at yourself. And then when you say to your spouse or whatever, your father, whoever's enabling, bring me Wendy's, and they say no, then you just lash out. Right. You start yelling. Yeah. And that's all because because you, you can't run, you can't punch, you can't kick, you can't do anything physical to, to them. No. And you just start yelling, and and the parent can only handle or the girlfriend can only handle so yeah. much. When when they got the apartment for his, Stephen for Stephen. They they basically like just got him the apartment and they were like all right we're going back to Rhode Island bye yeah but when they got it he got him a pizza before he left right uh, his dad was like listen I haven't eaten all day can I have a slice of that pizza and he was like no listen this is an eight hundred pound person that can't move yeah just take it just t- go take a piece of pizza yeah like what can they do he was like scared of him and that's and that's what that's what Lisa said to. Uh, 
I'm sorry, that's what Doctor Now said to Lisa, James K's girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Is that like, you know, she was he she he's like, why are you feeding him? And he's like, well, I'm afraid of what like he's gonna do. And Doctor Now goes, he's eight. He can't get out of bed. What is he gonna do to you? Yeah. Like, just don't bring him food. Right. Stop bringing him food. Let him yeah. kick and he, scream. He literally can't roll over. No, he can't do anything. He's he's stuck. Like, it's like if you hit a pause button on yeah. your life. He's stuck in a position. Yeah. That's it. Like, he's done. And when the when the episode opened, Joe, because Joe came in about halfway. Okay. And he was like, what are they feeding him? And I said, the show opened with Lisa giving him breakfast, which included. Okay, here we go. A six egg omelet or just like eggs, you know, and six pieces of like a sausage patty. So six sausage patties. Six sausage patties. So like, you know, a probably, yeah. you know, like a regular size sausage, sausage patty, Sa- six of them, okay. all covered in that white sausage gravy. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that explains. Yeah. The hundred pound weight gain. Yes. In two months. Yeah. Can you imagine in two months if you were like, "Hey, I'm going to go to um, New York. Yeah. I'll see you in two months," and you yeah. came back and I gained a hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you big J. <laughs> okay. Who's feeding you? <laughs> I'd be like Stephen Asante. Is I'm on the Stephen Asante diet. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. But you want to know something, though. When you're already 700 and something pounds. 100 pounds is not much. Him weighing 144 or whatever it was, it didn't really, visually, it didn't seem, first off, visually, it didn't look like he lost any. No, no. But it also didn't really look like he gained any either. No, I couldn't tell. Because it's just this, it's just, it's it's just like a mound of like human flesh. Like there's no, it's, it's. There's uh, there's no shape. No, it's just this. It's like a sand dune. It just—it's it, kind of there. Sand dune. That's very interesting. It's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> Michael's making like hand motions of what appears, or he would like to be a sand dune. I didn't know there was like a a hand motion for sand dunes, but there's a yes, a sand dune. Everyone. <laughs> Listen, those balloons have been here. Okay, it's, I'm okay. keep looking. Though. Let's yes. talk about that. Okay, all right. So, so when Michael had his surgery on January fourth, yes, I remember the day. Yeah. Okay. There were I went in his room and there were all these like you know balloons. Yeah. The balloons are still in the room. Yes, they're still and in. They're falling now because they're yeah. losing their helium. Their helium power. power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's time to like to get rid of them to cut loose the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are still... Um, Let's send them to um, Stephen Asante. I think we should. Yeah, get well soon. In, in their current state, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, like, like, losing weight. They're losing weight. Yeah, Look see, what can happen. See how these balloons are, are deflating? You should yeah. deflate your, yes. your your body. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to send these still to up. Rhode Island. Yeah, we are. One is supporting the rest of them, it looks like. Yeah. Like, I don't... Maybe they're... <laughs> maybe now... If they weren't tied together, they'd all be up because the weight is dragging them down now. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, what happened is I, I, I got out of my surgery. I brought them home, and they just never kind. They were just up, up, up. Like even when I left for for New York uh, a few weeks ago, they were still up. Like a month ago, they were still up. Well, that's what I'm saying. When I was last here, yeah, they were they up. Were, they were floating around. Now they're deflated. So I guess 
it's time for them to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It anyway, is, it is sorry, interesting. Off there. No, it's okay. It is interesting that yeah. they're still like up in the air a All bit. Right. Let's talk about the move. Okay, so as I've said before in the podcast, I have decided to move back to Pittsburgh. Originally, it was going to be keep the apartment in New York and just spend more time here. And then it evolved into actually moving. And then it evolved into giving up the apartment. Yep. And then the other day, I was finally, after a grueling process, <laughs> which was no fault of my own, I signed the lease for a townhouse in Mars across the street from my co-host, Jason Mocha. It's unbelievable, everybody. Yeah. It, it literally, I, I, I actually had planned on moving into the house where we currently are in my bedroom here in my mom's house. But when on the other show, a, few, a couple shows ago, you had mentioned that there was a townhouse for rent two doors down from you. Yes. So I went to go look at it and I told the realtor, because you had mentioned there were a couple others. Yeah, there was a bunch of them there. I said, because, you know, most of these townhouses, like you you bought yours. Yes. They're like homes. They're people's homes. Like people sure. buy them and they live in them for years and years. But I don't know what my future is going to be. I don't know. What, I don't have a job yet in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure what's going to be going on. So I thought I'm just going to rent something for a year. Again, I had planned on staying here. So Jason said there's one for rent a couple doors down. So, and they don't go for rent often. No. So and, that's why it, the timing was kind of good there yes. because I don't see them for rent very often. Yeah. And I told the realtor, I want to see this one, but I hear there's others for rent. Show me as many as you can. Basically, just get, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever's for You rent. wanted a smorgasbord of properties. Well, I like options. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if I could see every single townhouse for rent at that on at that moment, on that day, I would. You would have done it. I would have. Yeah. Because, hey, if there was one, like a little down the street that I really liked, we're still a minute like from each other. Now we're 30 steps from each other. Yeah. I can literally just... Like I could, he could see like my, like from the angle of his new place, he could see into my like, like stairwell. Yes. You could see like into my living room. Yes. Like if I turned a light on and off, you'd be able to tell. Yes. So I'm going to shine like a, a, like a laser beam. Yeah. We're, we're going to have signals. Signals. Yeah. We're going to get you know, like, like a bat signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do something. <laughs> The neighbors are going to be upset. Yeah, I don't. I we we. I might not last very long. What's in the going on next door to you? Where there's like uh they're doing like renovations there or something. Yeah, there's the. They the, were doing all kinds of stuff this morning. Yeah, the townhouse next to mine has one of those big like dumpsters in the thing, which is typical of like a house r- renovation and stuff. Yeah. So they must be doing something. But anyway, so I saw the one next to you, like two doors down. It was okay. It was, yeah. I could have lived there. Sure. But, but it wasn't Pappy Standards. It really wasn't. Right. But again, I was trying to do Pappy this Pappy Standards are different than mine, apparently. Uh, you know, I would I said, you know, listen, it's good enough. And he said, listen, it's, it's not. <laughs> I said, what's wrong with it? He goes, well, it looked like it needed power washed. I was yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. you can power wash it. <laughs> Yeah, he but was like, no, there's one across the street. I said a little nicer. She showed me one across the street yeah. from you. This one is literally pristine. Yes, it's very fully nice. Fully remodeled, brand red, new everything. Brand new everything. Move in ready. It has the new carpet smell. New carpet smell, like built for Pappy. Yeah, <laughs> a little more money. 
Yeah, but what's that matter but, to Pappy? You know, it's like, what are you paying for? You're, you're paying for the fact that they just put all this work into it. Correct. You know what I mean? It hasn't like, been used. Yeah. like. Well, you know, what, the story of that place, from what I was told, is the guy that owns it. Yes. Some doctor or something. Yes. He, when those were built, he bought that. Like and when it was built. When it was built. He lived there for like two years or something. He had to move away. Then he rented it for several years. Mm-hmm. Then it sat vacant for many years. And then he finally wanted to... Because remember I told you Dalton's dad like helped renovate it? Yes. So that's when he told me that it's been empty for a lot of years. So he decided to renovate it and then start renting it again. They, he couldn't rent it in its current state because it just needed updated and oh, I, that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, yeah. So that's why that prompted the renovation. Yes. And they worked on it for many months through the winter. Because yeah. they were there every day for months and months and well, months. Well, I can tell. I mean, it's really the nice. paint is they great. They did a really good job. The carpet is great. The yeah. new appliances are great. Yeah, I was in there last night with you. It's very nice and um, yeah. took a tour. So oh, it's funny because be nice. all these townhouses are basically the same, you know, Like, but Jason's is a little bigger. Like it has a f- about a four foot bump out. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Mine has a, um, a There's, like a bar area. In that. Yeah. It has a little more counter space. In a larger um, dining room, like a dining room area, but yeah, and the bedrooms shaped a little differently. Yeah, but you know, but they're all basically the similar. Same. They're all similar. Yeah. yeah, your your basement area is a little different. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a little disappointed actually. Um, but they were all unfinished like that. You have to understand, yes. they're all like that. If you want to finish it, I like that mine wasn't finished. Yeah, because that way I, you could. Mold it. I, I could do whatever I wanted with it. That yeah. was appealing to me. So if you look at it like that, mm-hmm. you you have a blank slate. Yeah. If if you if it was finished and you didn't like something, then you're getting all then kinds of costs. Yeah. Well, first it. off, I am renting from this guy, so yeah, I can't just go. Well, okay. So here's here's the difference. When you walk into these townhouses, you immediately go upstairs, and then there's a landing. Mm-hmm. In my townhouse, the landing ends, and there's a closet, and then you can go up the stairs to the left, up to the living room. In Jason's townhouse, that landing has stairs going down mm-hmm. that go to his basement room, which is now finished with a hardwood floor and a TV and a leather couch. Yeah. Well, my basement room is accessed through a door in the garage. So honestly, though I'm renting, I can't finish the basement. This doctor would have to decide to put the money in to do that. I wouldn't want to finish it because it's accessed from the garage. It's not really part of the house. Like no. yours is a room in the house. Mine is now a room off the the garage. Yeah, there was a there was a guy that lives across the street from me, like directly across. Yeah. He has, I think, what you have. Yeah. And what he did was, he knocked the wall out between the garage and that room. Yeah. And then bought a really big truck and <laughs> put the nose of the truck all the way to the wall. Because you want to know something? He, he bought like a one with an eight and a half foot bed and like yeah, a crazy truck. Because I drove my mom's Suburban up there. Yeah. And it barely fit. Barely fit in that garage. It's big. Like, that Suburban. That's a big car. It's a big vehicle. You don't need that. You need the no, nice no, no. new Lexus. Yeah. So, well, listen. <laughs> all in time. I don't actually. It's only. What, what, what today is uh, April 6th. I don't actually move till May 22nd. So, we have some time. And I'm not leaving for 
another 10 days or something until, until Easter's over. Yeah. So I'm here. And um, I actually was thinking about maybe today or tomorrow I was going to start going through my closets here. Yeah. And figuring out what I want to take, and maybe start taking stuff up up to the townhouse. You might as well. You have the keys. You're already paying for it. Exactly. It's not yours to do with what you want. Yeah. You might as well take what you can and put it in there. It saves you work later. Exactly. Because you're going to have a lot of work from New York to here. Oh, it's going to be. Right. It is going to be a huge ordeal. So this you might is as actually... well put. Like, are you going to put that thing in there? What? That a bookshelf? No, this whole dresser thing. Oh no! I have all furniture. Th- oh, this furniture staying here. This is st- all. Of this is staying here. Mm-hmm. The bed, I, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. I have. Okay. I have a. F- Listen, no furniture is coming from here. this apartment. I'm sorry, this house yeah. to that townhouse. I have a full home in New York that will take care of that. There is a leather couch in our garage that my mom wants me to take. I don't know where I'd put it. I thought about that's why I was hoping that I would find one with a finished basement because we my 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 brother had this leather couch from his old apartment. Mm-hmm. How big is it? It's just a standard couch, but you know it has like two um recliners on the ends or Yeah, whatever. or whatever, I think. Is it like mine downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Similar. So I was thinking maybe because the living room. You should room, have it in the studio room. That's what I was thinking. And then people could sit there. I was thinking about I was thinking about so basically, the the rooms are not like perfect squares, okay? No, nor they're, should they be. They're oddly shaped, lots of angles and little alcoves, just like Stephen Asante. Yes, oddly the shaped. Sand dune. <laughs> sand dune. Stephen the Dune Asante. Anyway, I'm on a Stephen Asante diet. I can't get over. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you are, I know you've already thought of that. The Stephen Asante diet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, so what I was thinking about is putting my desk kind of almost like in the middle of the room. Okay. So I'm kind of like Howard Stern there, like at the desk. And the co- you guys, so I can see everyone. Yeah. And so I could have the couch in there with with microphones on stands and then I could get a little desk for you you know so you're so we're all facing on each other yeah because it's it's hard when you're not looking at each other yeah. to do the show like right now we have to angle funny cuz i'm just on a standard desk yeah, in my in sometimes my voice is different because the mic sits a little bit too high yeah cuz i'm sitting in a low chair yeah well we should just lower it then oh wow, i didn't know that was possible thank you sorry for that loud loud noise yeah, yeah. I'll have to edit but it. But you out. know what I mean. Like it is different when. Yeah. You, you, you have but to... you'll you'll eventually have a a boom mic, like 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 a a broadcast microphone thing. Yeah. That's like a ju- you know that you just like move around so yeah. you can bring it so it's just right in front like of your mouth. Yeah. Goddessman's gonna hold it for us. Yeah, I think that's what he. You know, I told <laughs> we should get one of those like movie boom yeah, mics. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm like. I keep thinking. <laughs> that's funny. But you know, once I get the furniture in there. And I see where the desk is going to go and yeah. how I'm going to do things. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. And yeah. if I think the couch will fit in there and s- still have the closet door open, yeah, then then we can put it up there and make it part of the whole podcast experience. I think it'll be great. Yeah, and then we can get a couple more mics and have Cam and whoever wants to be on the show. Uh, Stephanie. Steph. Yeah. Michelle. Michelle. I, I okay, so let's let's talk about uh, Michelle. Michelle, how are you? I hope you're listening. I met Michelle the other day at Lexus of North Hills. I went up to see Jason, and Michelle, what uh, what is her official job title? I'm not really sure. 
Um, you know, she works uh, for all the stores. So okay. She, she, so she, all the Rorick. Yeah. So stores. She, she kind of um, does um, like website control. Okay. Social media stuff. Um, marketing. Because when I was like when I was there, she was updating iPads. Yeah, she's like a digital. Okay. Per like she's she oversees like a lot of the digital stuff for all the stores. Okay. So she was basically saying that those iPads are they're, they're locked. They are like the computers. They're the yeah. We use those as computers, so um, they need updated you know every other week or so. So she comes up, takes care of it, and then you happen to be there, so you met her, mm-hmm. and she um you know has listened to the podcast she's a fan great so i, I like her, i like meeting fans right <laughs> well right man of the people yeah so i said why don't you get on the show yeah i don't know she was a little hmm. yeah. Listen, she'll, once, she'll do it once i'm once i am settled in mars and this studio gets built yeah built quote unquote built yeah, yeah. I, i'm actually listen because again because i'm renting I can't put up like we'll see about that. I don't know if I'm allowed to put up like foam on the walls, and like soundproof the room. I don't know if that's necessary because Mars is kind of a quiet town. There's not much going on. Well, you know what's nice about where we live? There's no through traffic because mm-hmm. it's a dead end. Exactly. There's two dead ends past us. Yeah. So nobody kind of there's not a lot of traffic back there. No. So it's very quiet. I like that. that yes. That's, that was one of the big. Uh, advantages to moving there. It, it was a it, it was a big selling point for me. It is going to be a nice change from the New York because I live facing Broadway. Listen, it never ends. When I was talking to you on the phone the one day, it sounded like there was a there was like a nuclear attack drill going on. There were sirens, people yelling in the background, and you were like, "Oh, I'm just down here picking up some, you know, drinks." Yep. At the Rite Aid or something. And yep. I was like, oh, what's what's going on? You were like, oh, no, it's a normal thing. Just, it's just New York. Yeah, it's it's not. It's just New York. It's not conducive to like a nice, no. quiet. I have to tell you something. My my listeners know if you've listened to enough of this show, and if you really, and if you really like go back, I, I suffer from a lot of anxiety problems. It, I take medication for it. It's no big secret. I don't mind talking about it. Since making all of these decisions, since landing the townhouse across from Jason... Since scheduling the movers, having a moving date, deciding to take a step away from opera, and trying to figure out a new life, my anxiety has gone down a hundredfold. It's yeah. And I emailed my my shrink in New York, and I told him about it, and he goes, "Michael, that is no surprise." Yeah, he expected that. He goes, "Your constitution is just not set up for that lifestyle." That. Not knowing where your next job's going to be, not knowing if your, if your voice is going to be up to snuff. If you if you get sick, you can't do your job. Yeah. Listen, if you have a little sniffle, you can go to work, make deals, and make make money. If I have a little sniffle, I have to cancel. Did you, did you see what happened to Bon Jovi last night? No. What happened to Bon Jovi? Well, there was a Bon Jovi concert in Pittsburgh last night. Oh, I didn't he know that. He cut it short because he was like, I don't feel good. Yeah. My throat hurts. So yeah. he told everybody, "Thanks for coming." Yeah. And then said, "I'm done." Yeah. And walked off. Yeah. But that's what you. But as a performer, as a singer, you have to do that. He's a wiener anyway. Well, I don't like Bon Jovi. Me well, either. here's the deal: I don't hate Bon Jovi. Also, I, I just big, don't. He's a hillbog supporter. Yeah, yeah. I don't like <laughs> uh, what I'm. I'm a man in my 30s. Like, why would I like Bon Jovi? Oh, the house phone. Oh, that's a. Rarity. You know what? Do you know what? That's a rarity. I've never heard that. I phone. turned off my house phone ringer because of the podcast. Okay, and then my mom comes in and goes. 
listen for the doorbell. So when our doorbell rings, our phone rings. Is somebody here, you think? No, no, no. It's probably the phone. It's a different sound. Oh, okay. So I had to turn the ringer back on. So now our listeners have to listen to, to, to my phone ringing. That's ringing. okay. They can listen. Yeah. Hey, listen to the phone. Right. Who calls house phones anymore? We never pick it up. We Why never. would you? No. I don't even... I have a house phone, like, in... Well, in your townhouse? Well, yeah. There's a house phone, but I, it doesn't work. Yeah. I literally removed it from the wall and put it in storage. Well, yeah. Now there's like a little phone hole in my yeah. wall. Well, you know, so Jay, Jason, so I got the keys the other day, and it's so funny. The a guy, he was giving me the lease and showing me around the townhouse and, you know, talking about like no no pets. This is where you send your, your checks. This is who owns this place. You know, bada-bee, bada-boo, here's my card. So then he goes... Do you want to take possession today? Like, do you, and I'm like, what? Why am I here? Yeah, like, no, I'm just here to like shake your hand. Give me the fucking keys. Yeah, this is mine now. Please leave. And he goes, I'll make sure to get the sign out of your yard. It's still there. I checked this morning when I yeah. left. It's still there. I'm like, get the sign out of there. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> the place is just, you know, like an open house. Yeah, yeah. Come like on. people on Sunday are gonna like show up and be like, please, right. can you leave the right. uh, my you know, my, when my when property? I go back home, I might like. Steal it, put it in my garage, <laughs> carry it up the street. That's <laughs> funny. That's yeah, hilarious. yeah. No, no joke. You're probably you're less than a hundred yards away. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're probably fifty yards. Yeah, but Jason came over, so I went up uh, last night. Yeah, yeah. And Jason came over, and we just did a little walk of the place. You know, look to see like the differences between his and mine. And I kind of wanted his opinion on where things should go based on your experience because they're like like we said they're all basically the yeah, same yeah and the bedroom is the big question mark it always is yes <laughs> we literally spent is. so weird it's such a bizarre thing to do but you know when i moved into my apartment in new york i knew exactly where everything was going to go sure. in, in this bedroom here it's very obvious where everything goes yeah, but in that room, it's just a big rectangle with a with a slanted ceiling, and I just the the fun the slanted ceiling, and kind of it's not a wide rectangle. It basically it, it, it's, it's it's longer than it is wide. Yes, but it, so if things aren't placed properly, it would look weird. It's gonna look weird, and it's gonna move weird, and there's not gonna be like a lot of room. My there. bedroom, because I have that four more feet, yeah, is more of a square. See, if I had that four more feet, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It'd be no. easy. Bed there, dresser there, chest of drawers there, done. Yeah. So, but I think we figured it out. Yeah, because it is a little strange. But you know, the one thing nice about your your lights is you have a dimmer with the um, and, and your lights in your bedroom like wrote you can move them. They're yeah, like pot lights that move. Yeah, mine is a ceiling fan that just dims. Like I can't like change the angle. Yeah, it's so weird how they're all they're all different. They all have a little yeah, just little like little things that yeah. are you know. But you you own yours, so you could easily with the right you know finances change it. You could take off the chandelier, put in the the lights. You can do whatever you want. I can't. Maybe I'll put in a swing. Hey. <laughs> We all like to swing from no, time to time. You know, you know what is when I moved into my place, I didn't know where to put my stuff in, yeah. in my room. So, but then when I ordered my bed, mm-hmm. because it's like it's a custom bed, the the guys came in. They were like, "Where do you want it?" Because it's not moving once it's there. Well, yeah, yeah. And I said, "Oh, okay." So it just it is where it is. My my furniture in New York is so just this thick wood. It's heavy and it's bulky. You know, I was telling you, 
in a New York City apartment, they're not very big, so you don't want big, bulky furniture. No. But when I when I went to the furniture store, which was is this huge store in Manhattan, everything looks small. Is that the name of it, the furniture store? No, no, no. It's called Raymore and Flanagan. Okay. When I went to this furniture store. Uh, store. Okay, okay. Because you know how some stores have like a name, like oh, the yeah. furniture store, yeah, no, the this, tile shop. Yeah, this one's called Raymore and Flanagan. Okay. It's a huge store on, on Broadway. And the furniture just looked like normal. But then it actually got into my apartment, and I realized I had I had purchased like the bulkiest, biggest wooden furniture in there. Why did you do that? Because it, it's what I I liked. So I'm just a little worried about it fitting properly in this in this bedroom. So that's why. Oh, and I also once it's set down, I really don't want to move it again. Like well, I, that's the idea. Like you, just... Like, I just want it. I want the movers to put it there. But but this is what I've decided I'm to do. Before they really get everything in, I'm just going to have them place things, and before they leave, it has to be right. I'm just going to I'm just going to keep them there, and use them until it's feng shui properly. Yeah. Well, that's so just how, how it does is. that work? Did you you told the movers so they're going to pack your stuff up in New York City, mm-hmm. and then they're going to drive to here, mm-hmm. and then they're going to unload it. The same people. Is that the case? Yeah, so they're actually probably not going to load into the apartment until the 23rd or, like, 24th. Right. Because they have to drive it here. Well, that's what I mean. So but... they, they, they they pick it up. The company is United Van Lines. Now, that's a national company. But Liberty Moving on Long Island operates United Van Lines for that for the New York sure. City area. Sure, So a truck will show up on the 22nd. I have paid them to pack my, my kitchen and all the artwork and the TV and the mattress and all of that, they're paid to pack that. I have to pack everything else. Okay. Now, they take the boxes, but I physically have to pack it. Okay. You can pay them to literally pack your entire apartment, your underwear, your socks, your, your white shirts, your yeah. books. Listen, I don't need that. I would prefer to buy wardrobe boxes, put all my shirts in plastic. You know what I mean? Make sure it's all safe. There are certain things like my tuxedo, my, my, my made-to-measure tuxedo that I want to handle myself all my music scores i'm gonna move those myself i'm hopefully i don't think i i don't think i need to rent like a u-haul van but i'm gonna rent hopefully an suv from like hertz or something to just drive that home on the 22nd that's good and then we will set up a date to actually move in which will probably be the next day i'm gonna look at what day that is yeah the 22nd is a monday i know that for sure the 22nd is a monday i picked it i I picked it like arbitrarily Okay. Basically, I move my leases up on on May thirty first. So I just picked like the week before, and uh, just was like the Monday of the week before. That way, it, it literally was an arbitrary day. I, I there's no reason I picked that that day. I just didn't want it to be on the thirty first. I wanted to give myself some leeway because I don't have to get out of there till the thirty first. So let's right. say for some reason I got to take another trip. Like I just I, I couldn't get the big SUV that you I have had time asked to do for. It. I have time to get back to Pittsburgh to unload the furniture, and if I need to, go back to New York mm-hmm. to unload the final stuff. I you should always do that, like like if you can help it. Believe me, dude. I wish I could move today. I'm sure. I, I I'm ready to move now, but yeah. this is all moving so quick. Two weeks ago, I had no movers, no 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 place to live here no. except for home. Now I have movers. Now I have a townhouse. Across the street from you, sir. Yes. 30 steps, 30 paces. It's remarkable. Mars is, listen, Elon, Elon Musk. 
Elon Musk. I've been to go. I've been to Mars and back. Right. There's only one Mars. There's now. only one Mars that matters now. Mars. There's only we're we're yeah. getting t-shirts. Mars, made. Butler County, PA. The only Mars that matters. <laughs> Butler County. Mars. The county that tipped the election for Donald J. Trump. That's right. <laughs> when I was in Texas during the election, <laughs> they were like, Pennsylvania's too close to call. We're waiting on one county. And I was, you know, I was at a restaurant. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking, and they were like, Butler County, <laughs> just outside of Pittsburgh. And I was like, Donald Trump's no, the president, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's one person in Butler County I know who voted for Hillary. Yeah, one. Literally one person. Uno. One. <laughs> I was like, they can't fuck that one up. Yeah, on the entire drive, once, okay, once you kind of get up Route 8 to a certain point, it just, before 228, it's all Trump stuff. It's still up. Yeah, they're it's never taking a, it down. No, a huge billboard that says "Make America Great Again," a huge Trump sign. Yeah, it's all over. Oh yeah, but Butler County. I'm now a resident of Butler County. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, in the opposite direction is Fayette County. Yes. And my hometown of Uniontown. Yes. Where I went last week to interview. That's very exciting. At WMBS 590 Uniontown. <laughs> This is the best. So, as my listeners know, I have decided to start training to be a radio DJ and to go into radio. And this is all, of course, based on how much fun we've had with the podcast and how I could do what, I do, what I'm doing right now and actually make money at it. So, I called this company called Radio Connection. And the reason I picked them over getting a master's degree in uh, broadcast journalism is because I don't want to go back to school. Like, I don't want to have tuition. I don't want to go get another master's degree. I just don't think it's necessary. So I found Radio Connection, which is a very interesting program where you're actually an apprentice at a radio station, and they teach you how to be on the radio one-on-one. And I'm, and I, so it's, 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 it's like an old It's school. an accelerated apprenticeship, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. six months. It's just, welcome to this, this, this radio station. Here's your microphone. Here's this. Have you, at it. You press this this button. Talk. You have to do this, this, and this is what the FCC says. You know, don't say the F word. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Counts us out. <laughs> My mom has told me, you got you better watch your mouth. You better watch what you say. You can't say the F word. I'm like, I know, Mom. I know. So <laughs> the other week, I went down there for this interview. And the whole drive down, it's an hour and plus, you know, whole drive down, I was listening to... WMBS 590. AM. AM. And it is a local station for Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Right. Like local. Not a lot going on on it. Okay. Uniontown, I, I grew up there. Okay? Yeah. Uniontown is old people. And I I swear, like, it is basically like, all right, well, we're going to check out the uh, bingo schedule. I yeah. swear to God. Over at Green Oaks Nursing Home, <laughs> looks like they're doing bingo at, at 2 p.m. today. Yeah. I You can't make this stuff up. Right. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, my God. What am I getting myself into? But I got down to the station. And, of course, you know, they do news, local news, national news, and weather. And um, and the DJs, it's not really a music channel. It's more like talk. Yeah. So it'll be like... Um, you know, uh, Gallup says Donald Trump's approval ra- rating is 39%. That's pretty low for the first 100 days. What do you think, Uniontown? Yeah. All right, our first caller. <laughs> Jason, you can't make this up. I swear to God. He goes, all right, first caller. Well, um, 
I just wanted to see if anyone else was having this problem. I called a 1-800 number for my credit card, and it said it was disconnected. <laughs> Jason, just, just wait. Just wait. Nothing about Donald Trump. Um, and then I called the other 800 number, and it was disconnected. And she goes, and then I thought, well, maybe I should call my bank. So I called their 108 number, and it was disconnected. Now, they weren't all 1-800. Some were 1886 or 1888 or 1-800. But I called them, and, and they were all disconnected. And I just wanted to see if anyone else was having this problem. But then I, but then I called back later in the afternoon, and they were working again. <laughs> Can't even deal and, with it. And, and the guy goes, well, you know, maybe you misdialed or sometimes that happens. All right. <laughs> he didn't well, know what to well, do. He didn't know how to get out of it. That's the best. Because he's there talking about Donald Trump. Right. And he's trying to have a talk show. He's trying to be. And they probably don't have a screener. No, no, I don't no, think so. It's small. Small, very small right. studio. Like I, like I asked the guy. Because I know nothing about actual radio except for what I've seen on Howard Stern on like the TV part. Sure. Which is, of course, is, is the top of the heap. So <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like the maximum. Okay, I'm dealing with the minimum here of like the minimum of what you need for a radio station. As far as I know, you know, a very small station. And I said, well, like when we when when he goes to commercial and stuff, is there like a producer or does he press the button? And he's like, oh, yeah, you press the button. And the, and the guy was like, there's there's no... There's no like producer. Like you yeah, you're the guy. You do everything. Yeah, you're the only one in charge. Yeah, like when like so okay, so he he actually said to me because of my podcast experience and and so forth, there's a possibility I could get on the air during my 6 months. That's amazing. To fill in or something. You know, it, it depends on if I'm accelerating at the right rate and stuff. And like if if one of their on-air personalities would Happen to have an unfortunate accident. Yes. You would have to be on the radio. I would probably have to fill in. I'll take care of her. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he said, no, everything is cued by the person on the radio. You have to be controlling everything, which I think is like wild. But that's what, that's how you, you know, get going. Like, and that's actually, I like that because then I have to go. You have to learn how to do it. Yes. You'll the, know what? all aspects of it. Do you think Howard always had Robin and Fred and Baba Booey? No, he started in Connecticut at some little dinky radio station. Yep. Uh, Howard Stern, but you know, doing that whatever he was doing. He had a weird voice in the beginning, from what I understand. We're but, gonna, we're gonna, yeah. get, we're gonna be on the radio. But I was thinking, if things go well, and I can be like, because I told you, from midnight to six, it's just syndicated music, mm -hmm. and I'm like, one night a week, Saturday night or something. Give me midnight to three or three to six for my own show. Yeah. But one yeah, condition, yeah. I have to have a co-host with me. Is that Luke? That is Luke barking. Oh, okay. You know, I thought this was going to be a quieter environment than New York. It yeah, isn't. It is not. We gotta this get, is why you're coming to Mars. We got to get to Mars. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got phones ringing. Dogs we got are barking. Dogs barking. The mailman's probably the mailman's out, out there. Yeah. Oh, he, Luke barks at anything. I'm surprised he didn't bark when you when you came. But he, he likes me. He might be used to you now. He is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if he if he sees a car coming and he recognizes it, he doesn't always jump. Yeah. And see, you don't bring him treats. See, when like uh, Mrs. Weinstock visits, she brings something. She brings either like an empty peanut butter jar, which he loves, with still like the like lining of like the peanut butter, you know, yeah, like a cookie or or a cracker. So he goes crazy when he sees her red Cadillac. 
but you don't bring him anything. So he sees yeah. the white Lexus. He goes, fuck that guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. got to get up for him. Yeah, nothing. I, I bring no, no treats. <laughs> no, that, that's good, though. Don't He's fat enough. Yeah, no treats. <laughs> we don't want him to be uh, an Asante brother. Yeah. <laughs> Luca Asante. The, the Lucas, Lucas Santi. How you doing? My yeah. name's Lucas Santi. Lucas Santi. I'm 800 fucking pounds. You that's got a unreal. fucking problem with that? <laughs> Listen, we're going to have, we're going to get on the fucking radio. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm, I'm really hoping that things go well. Of course, I was accepted, and I have to now. I, I, I held my spot. I can't start till June. And hopefully, and luckily, it's very flexible. So now my next goal is to actually move here, and then I have to find a job. That's my Because the radio thing is only twice a week. Now, because it's flexible, I can make it five days a week mm-hmm. and just accelerate the program even more. Mm-hmm. But however, I would like to find a job, keep it two days a week. And if I need three weeks off, he said, that's fine. You know, it's not like if you're working at somewhere like KDKA, like a big station, you're going to be more like an intern. You're probably going to be expected to be there more. You're going to have more like responsibilities um, as far as like their day to day. But I think in the small station, it's a more of a loose environment. You know, I mean, if you got to be away for a little bit because of work, hey, let's say I I get a gig. If my manager calls and says, Michael, you need to go to Knoxville Opera and sing. Yeah. I can just tell the radio station I'm going to be away for two months. Yeah. That's fine. When you get back, we'll pick up where you where you left off, and because once the uh, tuition's paid, it's paid, and you just go. I, that's what I like about this. Mm-hmm. It's not school. No, it's actual learning. It's actually like show me how to be Hands on the freaking radio. Yeah, like what do I need to sit in a classroom for? No. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I'm talking into well, a he, mic. you said he was really. Um, impressed that you already have a podcast because he said you're you're ahead of the game like ahead of the curve yeah yeah basically um i'm already doing a talk show like i'm already doing what they do yeah just without commercials without a board music without music without like um basically following all the rules of the sec like i you know because like if you listen every so often they'll just go this is WMBS 590 Uniontown. Anyway, so Donald Trump, like they they cause <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have to nature, yeah. they have to identify and they'll go, it's 1:48 p.m. They 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 just say it. Like it like, in the middle of their thing. That's why I asked is there like a producer someone pointing and saying, you know, No, you to just them, have to remember. No, you you just have to know that every so often you have to identify the station and give the the time. Things are moving so fast. That's what I mean. I listened for an hour. This guy's morning show, Anthony Moore. Was it any good? Moore in the morning. Yeah, he was good. I mean, they all have a radio voice. What does he say? What oh, do he talk about? It's just like a talk Politics, show. Politics, mostly? Yeah, it's just, um, and, oh, and they read the news. You know, there's like a whole news thing. Wow. So this is what, what, what the guy told me. He ran me through the morning shows, the morning guy's show. Okay. Three in the morning, the guy sh- shows up. Three in the morning? For three hours before the show starts, he sits in this room with a, with a couple computers and it has a news ticker of all the news happening in the country. Uh, maybe there's even a, a, a world part. I, I don't know. Sure. So if you type in Pittsburgh, it brings up all the news in the Pittsburgh area. If you type in Wisconsin, it brings up all of Wisconsin's news. And you just go through the little blurbs. And, and talk about whatever And if you something want. says like Fayette County, that's, Union, that's, that's Uniontown. Sure. You can pull it and say, you know, uh, two people were murdered last night in Brownsville. And you could like, and if you have some opinion on it, right. you, you can just talking start about talking it. about it. Just like that guy was talking about Trump's approval approval rating. <laughs> you just pick a story, and it's kind of a little like like Rush Limbaugh. Hey, well, did you hear what Trump said today? No, he said he's considering military option for Syria. 
I'm not surprised. After the uh, chemical Something attack. needs to happen in Syria, Listen, people. that's a disaster. Something needs to happen. These kids are getting chemical yeah. warfare. Listen, from what I understand, it's a civil war. That's what I understand, right? Well, it's the rebels against Assad's government. Yeah. So it's a civil it's, it's, it's a it's civil a, war. It's a civil war. It's Syrians against Syrians. This isn't like Iraq is fighting Syria. The issue, why hasn't the world got involved? Because it's a civil war. You know, no one bothered Hitler until he invaded Poland. Hitler was killing all kind of people. Inside, but as long as it was happening inside Germany, well... Uh, the Germans are going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> but then they invaded Poland. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing there, pal? You, 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 you can't just invade Poland. No. So right now everything is happening inside Syria. Yeah. So even though we're all watching and we're all commenting... It's not America's war. And even though we like to be, we're always, I'm at war. The, the, the police. This this country's never not at war. Right. If you look from World War II on, we've all, wait, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, yeah. they, they, they had a list, you know, yeah. um, Clinton was Kosovo and Bosnia, you know, Bush, of course, was Iraq and Afghanistan, Obama was bombing, like, I don't even, like Libya and stuff. There's always something going on, but this is a civil war. And what is what is it really our place to be involved in their civil war? Well, you Columbia, know what it is? It's upsetting because <clears throat> across the on the nightly news last night, they're showing kids bleeding out of their nose and their mouth. But yes, in their skins melting off. Yeah, but this is the problem. You know, when does it just become like enough is enough? And it's yeah. like we we need to as a world. I mean, when when children are dying because of chemical warfare. Yeah, it's and it's on the news. It's not like back in the '40s where we we might never know. People in America probably never knew what 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 Hitler was doing over there. I'm in the '30s. We didn't know about concentration camps till well like into the war. It wasn't like they were yeah on Twitter. We, yeah, yeah. It wasn't right. like like Adolf was like. We didn't opened, have a drone to opened be like, my first concentration camp today. <laughs> yeah, Very yeah. excited. Yeah. You know, there was no, no one knew. It was all hush. It was all hush. Yeah. So someone in the middle of Kansas in 1938. They don't have a clue. They don't know what's going on in Germany. No. But this is now 2017. The people in the middle of Kansas didn't even know what was going on in Kansas. <laughs> Back in 1938, of yeah. course. No, they had no idea. They but were making now, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they were. We represent the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, now in 2017, the world is aware of every child that dies in Syria. Mm-hmm. We are now shown a picture of yeah. on every social media, on every network, yeah. on every ticker. It's messed up. And there comes a point where it's like, this has to stop. And if it takes our intervention. Well, we said, the, the U.S. says Assad did this. Yes. Russia says no. There was a plane hit a chemical, like a factory oh, that had it was, storing the chemical weapons. It was weapons, an accident. And it went into the air. But only like certain, it it didn't affect like 20,000 people. It affected like 100 people. So they don't know like how it happened. I was reading about it this morning. It's yeah, really see, disturbing. Do you see the video of it? I Listen, saw it online. It's just really messed I up. Need, I need to read up because I know that in the in the Syria conflict, the U.S. and Russia are not on the same page. Of course not. Assad is Putin's boy. This is the problem. That's an issue. However, guess guess what? Trump is Putin's boy too. This, so okay. So what have we seen in the past decade? We have seen Middle Eastern dictatorships fall apart, and what has replaced them is ISIS. 
So, in Syria, we have Assad, who can be related to Saddam Hussein yeah. and Mohammar Gaddafi. Yeah. However, if tomorrow Trump bombed the palace or wherever he lives and kills him, what happens? What's going to fill that void? I'm not sure if I agree with this, but there are people out there who think that if we still had Saddam Hussein, be still had stable. Gaddafi, the Middle East would be more stable. Yes, these are terrible human beings who kill their own people in mass graves. But right now, we have nutjob terrorists beheading people, mm -hmm. destroying Europe. People are like, Michael, why don't you want to go to Germany and, <clears throat> and continue your opera career? Yeah. I'm like, have you seen the news? Right. Why, why would, would you want to go there? Why would I want to go to Europe? Right. They're allowing their countries to be completely devastated by... Uh, uh, radical um, Islamic terror. Why yeah. would I want to go there? It doesn't make sense. They have whole towns in France that are controlled by a Sharia law. Why would I want to go there? I'd rather go to Mars. Right. Mars PA is safe. Yeah. Mars PA is very safe. Yeah. Jason, Jason came over to my apartment, left his garage door open and his door open. Right. Because this is America. It's safe. Yeah. We keep ourselves safe. Right. People look out for each other in Mars. Yeah. It seems like a really nice neighborhood. It is. I'm excited. Right. But why would I want to go to Germany? Where if you're at a Christmas market, there's a chance that someone's going to blow it up. Yeah, a semi might come through and hit uh, hit you. Yeah. Yeah, as as he's yelling, "Hello Akbar." Hello Akbar. Right, right. Like why do I have to why do I have to have that kind of anxiety? Right. Why would I put myself through that? It's it's not needed. And why would I go over there and support that kind of government? And economy that that just wants to like Merkel just wants to bring in more refugees, more refugees. Merkel, yeah, she's, she's done. She's done. How long has she been chancellor there? Uh, like my whole life. I, I I literally feel like my entire adult life, which she, means the entire time that I've been aware of politics, yeah, she's been. She the has been the chancellor. Yes. Okay. You know what I like about the America system? I really hated Barack Obama. Yeah. But I knew in a couple years he's done. Yeah. And the people right now who really hate Trump. He might only have a few years left. I hope he has more. I hope he gets two terms. But we just don't know. Well, he better start doing something. Yeah. He some, hasn't. Yes. This hasn't been good. No, it hasn't. Because, listen, There's we supported a, him. Yeah. But you know what? The Democrats are saying, you Republicans made it miserable for Obama. Because yeah. Obama, one thing you could say is he had the greater good in mind. Yeah. But his execution of it was poor. Yeah. But part of it, the lack of execution was the Republicans said... We just don't like you. We're going to block everything you do. However, if you look at it politically, he had the majority. They they yes. they went from um, Barack Obama having the White House and both. Yep. To then losing the House, losing the Senate, and, losing and then the losing the the White House. They did. So the way the Republicans think of it is: yes, we've elected you, Barack Obama, as president, and you have a guaranteed four years. But the American people have now chosen a Republican Congress, and we are, and basically because they can't vote you out, they have voted us in. So that's politically what what they're thinking, why they were blocking him. That's correct. But yes. now the Democrats are saying two can play the game. Yes. So now they're blocking his yes. nominees. But apparently, and, I, I'm listen. pretty sure Gorsuch got uh, in today because of uh, they. I think the Republicans ran this whole nuclear thing. Which I don't even really understand, uh, but I'm pretty sure he was. GOP breaks Dem resistance ensures Gorak confirmation. They got him in. So I don't know if they voted for it today or if like tomorrow they will vote because I, I I heard the vote was on 
Friday. Mitch McConnell. What like can he go away too? He's been around forever. Yeah. So Senate Republicans force historic rule change to advance Gorsuch. Oh, oh, sorry people. Sorry people. That was the internet's. That was the internet's. Someone on Facebook says public poll. Do we use Google Plus? Do we like it? How do you use I it? I like Google Plus actually. I'm a fan. I'm going to say I am pretty sure no one she uses it. Angela Merkel has been the chancellor of Germany since November 22nd, 2005. We were 21. It seems much longer, though. Doesn't it? But that's only... Uh, oh, well, no, She's that's... Been in, she was the leader of the Democratic Union since 20, uh, 2000. So she's been like a leader. Mm-hmm. I, like she's been like a leader in, uh, in her party. For a long... Like actually yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure how their the the German system works. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't really know well, how their the German people allowed Hitler to to rise. That's true. Okay, so, so whatever their system is, it doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> That's funny. No, what I mean is, do they have they have a federal parliamentary republic? So the Republicans changed Senate precedent. By lowering the vote threshold on nominations to 51 from 60. That's how they got him in. Yeah, so basically if just every Republican just has to say yes. Final vote is uh, Friday. Yeah, so as long as every Republican says yes, or if a couple say no and a few Dems say yes, then then he's in. Basically, they probably knew that they had, combining the Republican and Democratic votes, 51 votes. Yeah, so they, like, they just, just do it. They just said, Let, let's do it. So basically... They have a Germany has a president and a chancellor, so the the president probably deals with domestic issues, and the chancellor deals with foreign issues. That's why you see Trump with Merkel and not Trump with this president guy. See, every every system's different, and, and like I I try to explain it to people, but if you look at the American system and parliamentary systems, you know how it's always like Trump met with the prime minister of England. And yeah. not with Queen Elizabeth. Right. That's totally two different things, right? Yes. However, if you look at the systems, the prime minister is actually more closely related to our speaker of the house. Because yes. they don't elect the prime minister. The people of her district elected her. Yes. But then she's voted by, by that group. By the group yes. to be. So just like the speaker of the house, Paul Ryan, was voted on by people of Wisconsin. But I didn't vote for him. Remember uh, Bush and Tony Blair? They were best buds. Oh, well, they were going to war together. They were boys. They were just like, you now know. Now Blair thinks that he got played by Bush. And I'm like, if you get played by George Bush, <laughs> you're a m- moron. <laughs> you're well, a dingus. You know what it is? When you're the only superpower in the world, it's it's really hard to like. Say no. Yeah. And how do you play ball? We're we're it. We're still it. No matter how many people China has, India has, Russia, they if you look at our economy and theirs, our military and theirs. <laughs> yeah. Even though China could have a military bigger than our entire pop- population, we'd probably still destroy them just because of our might as a country. Like we'd probably because you know, it's like that 300 movie. Oh yeah, with uh, what's his name? Gerard Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler. If you think about it, yeah, Persia, they had a lot of people, but they weren't soldiers. They were just thrown out as right. they just hoped that the tens of thousands of people that they put 
in front of the Spartans would just be too much. But the Spartans were like, no, 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 no. We're trained soldiers. We're actual soldiers. Right. So you can take 100 million Chinese soldiers, put them up against the 100 of ours, we win. I don't know about all that, but I like your positive thinking. I like your patriotism. I'm trying to be optimistic. Listen, I'm not messing with 100 million Asians. No. We, we literally had to use the atomic bomb. Yeah. Because the we we didn't understand their their willingness to fight to the death. Yeah. We were like, we're gonna kill so many of your people. This this is the easier way. And yeah, drop the bomb. Yeah, they didn't, we didn't want to. No, but it was the only it option. They would literally, they wouldn't give up. No, they ja- wouldn't surrender. Japan would have sent out every wo- woman and child, yes. anyone who could hold a knife or a sword or a gun, were would expected ha- to would, fight. Would, yes. would have would have fought. Right. If ever if they had exhausted every adult male, they would have sent out all the women mm-hmm. and then all the children. Until the only people left standing were the emperor and the generals. They yeah. would have literally sacrificed every Japanese life. Yes. For the sake of, of that war. Yeah. So Truman was like, wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Push the button. Right. And then he pushed it again. Just it was a little safety. Yeah. <laughs> well, after the first one, they still wouldn't give up. <laughs> Think about that. Drop the bomb on your biggest city. Well, not the biggest. Yeah, but. or whatever. I, you know what? Um, my mom read Bill O'Reilly's book, Death of the Rising Sun. Yeah. So she told me all the details. Yeah. Something about like um, the the two cities that that were chosen. Um, I can't remember exactly. They, they wanted to they wanted to minimize civilian death. But it, one of them was not supposed to be bombed. But because of weather, they couldn't visually bomb the, the other one. I don't remember the details. I think I, I, saw it. I, I, one of them wasn't actually a target, but because of weather, they had to abort yeah. the bombing of one city, and they just picked another one. And they, they it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, it, and th- to think about it, we no one has done that since. No, be, listen, yeah. <laughs> but they hold it over our heads. They're yeah, like, you talk about no, nobody else needs a bomb. Yeah, you you drop two bombs on an yeah. island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it, it. It propelled us into uh, a, a, a power that no other country's ever had. Yeah, and then and then Hitler was like, "Oh, yeah, shit." Hitler was like, "Oh boy, where's my gun?" Yeah, he shoots himself. Yeah. Well, or, Cy- he, or cyanide, he went, or, or he went to or, Argentina, or he went to Argentina, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. And married a, a Brazilian girl <laughs> or an Argentinian girl. You know what? You know what? My it's not crazy. Joe was telling me that they're going to extract DNA from that shroud that apparently was over Jesus. Yeah. To try to like get his DNA, really. And Joe was like, "Well, what do they need that for?" And I was like, "Well, first, does they, Joe not understand?" Or? Well, first, they can't really prove it was Jesus using DNA because we don't. It's not like we have another sample to like compare it to. They could use it to date where when the shroud was correct. So if it if it dates two thousand years ago, then oh, this could have been. Yeah, they're not going to know who. No, no, but. Relatives, they could run it through twenty three and Me, right? And like they could find ancestors, right, of Jesus, right? Which I think is a little weird and dangerous. No, I don't know about dangerous, but can you imagine if you found out that you were a direct descendant of Jesus? Maybe your ego might inflate a little bit. You know, start trying to heal people. <laughs> I'm not Benny Hinn. Okay, listen. <laughs> 
There's already enough people out there who think they are Jesus. Exactly. That's the problem. Have you ever watched any of those uh, documentaries about guys out there who literally they have like religious cults around them? They think they are yeah. the second coming. There's right. a guy in Russia. He literally thinks he's Jesus. He has a whole group around him and stuff. And he looks like Jesus with the hair and the beard. And, oh, my God. And uh, people will, like, leave their jobs in Moscow and go out to his compound. Joel Austin thinks he's Jesus, too. Well, he's... He, he's living in his 100,000-square-foot house and collecting money from people that don't have it. Listen, churches aren't taxed. Don't you think people take advantage of that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he clearly is, but the people keep going there. I mean, he does have a nice message. He's a very positive guy. Now, yeah. do, now, do, do I send him checks? No. But so is my boss. Doesn't, he, he doesn't think he's Jesus. Listen, let's talk about Kevin Whalen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the past year or whatever, how long you've ever, how long you've been at Lexus the North Hills? Over a year. Yeah. Over a year. You have told me about the guy who owns, one of the owners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he's just a great positive guy. Yeah. And I just happened to be there when he was there. Yeah. And... I just, I loved this guy from like the, the, he just has such energy. We talked about mountaineering and he just climbed Mount Rainier. We were talking about um, ice axe arrests where you just slam your ice axe into the um, mountain to save yourself from falling off the mountain and yeah. just about mountain climbing. And his father climbed Everest three times or something like that. And, you know, but Jason primed me though, because he yeah, said, yeah. make sure that when he asks you how you are, you don't say, well, it's a rough day. Yeah. No, you know, he doesn't yeah. go for that. No, and I he goes, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm great." Yeah. He goes, that's good to hear. Yeah, I was like, yeah, "Yes, see, yeah, you passed. I passed." Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, and, and I Listen, was doing great yesterday, and I was doing great. So wait, wait, is it yesterday or the day before? Today's Thursday, so I don't know what day it is. Yeah, now. yesterday I thought it, I, I thought it was Tuesday all day. I, when I talked to you, you were like, "Tomorrow's yeah. Wednesday." I was like, yeah. "Tomorrow's Thursday." Yeah, I was so you confused. Were like, oh, yeah, oh, I, was I was like, "Are you okay?" I was super confused. One of my new guys. New salespeople, yeah, who remain nameless. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Didn't pass. He said, "I'm doing okay, I guess." Oh, to Kevin, yeah. What happened? And then he was like, "Huh?" He goes, "Well, I guess I'm doing okay with what I've been given." I pulled him aside. I said, "Listen, do you like the, your job?" He's like, "I do." I was like, "You're doing great, then. You're doing great." Oh, I see. <laughs> He said to Kevin, "He didn't. He like didn't know. I'm like, this is the first time we've met him. He what said that know? I'm doing okay, okay with what I was given. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. You mean like, listen, I've been given this job. Thank God he has a job. Yeah, and he's doing okay with what he's been given, as if like, like there's his circumstances in life or something. I guess. I was like, oh, why would you? Does he is he aware that this person owns the dealership? Like this is his <laughs> kind of." Super boss, in, like, like in a way, like, like, like if he pulled you aside and said, "Get rid of that guy," you would fire him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he realizes he, that. He, now like, he realizes. I was it. like, "Listen, you just have to be positive." Yeah, like even if you don't feel great that day, just say, "I'm doing really well today." Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, because you know what, it's going to come across if you're, not, if you, if you in your head are portraying yourself as not doing okay. Yeah, people see it. Then a customer's going to come in, yeah. and they're going to be like, "I don't want to buy a car from this guy. He's, he's, he's negative." I don't want negative energy surrounding my new Lexus. Yeah. That's why they buy things from Stephanie. That's why she's blown it out. Yeah. She is a ray of sunshine. Yeah. People, she's like, hey. Stephanie, you are so guess positive. What? Guess what, customers? Yeah. It's only 1000 a month. Yeah. And they're like, 1000 a month? <laughs> and she's like, that's fantastic. It could be more. 
<laughs> and they're like, wrap it up. <laughs> and I come over, shake their hand, and they're on their way. <laughs> yeah. See, car deals a game. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's it's unlike anything else. Yeah. When you go to the store, when you go buy fruit, yeah. You and somebody said like if you if you went to the market district and you wanted to buy a pineapple, mm-hmm. and it was I don't know how much a pineapple is. Let's uh, say it's four ninety nine. Okay. You don't pick it up and go to the register and say, you know what, I'm going to give you two seventy five. <laughs> Do you have you ever done that? No. No. No, you pay four ninety nine. It's grossly overpriced. Yeah. But you pay four ninety nine. When you go to yeah. Nordstrom, when you buy a pair of Ferragamos and it, there's five they're five seventy five. You go to the register and, and after you try them on, you say, you know, I'll take them for four hundred. No. No. Then you, you then you say like, Oh, do you do you like Monopoly money? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. When you when you uh when you go buy a pair of jeans, do you bargain? No. No, that's the same. It's the same. You just you just pay. Yeah, the, a car deal is very interesting because it's a game. It's not like okay, that's the price, and then and then. How do you think see. that all started? Because I'm sure when when Ford first produced cars in this country, there there was no bargaining. Well, because Ford produced cars that were made for the common man, so they were already cheaper. They were already cheaper, and that was the appeal. Yeah, it was somebody like a luxury car brand, like a Cadillac or a Packard something like that, mm-hmm. that somewhere along the line, people were like bargaining because there has to be so much margin. Now, our model is different. We have not the sticker price, but we have a set price, and that is the price. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you went to down the street to um, buy a Corvette yeah. or a Cavalier or something, you could you can bargain. Yeah. Right. Like you, they're going to say, well, th- th- this car's 31000 and you're gonna say, you can say I'll give you twenty five. Yeah. And they might be like okay, or they might be like get out. Yeah. At Lexus, if a car's a hundred thousand, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe the price is ninety four, seven twenty five. It's not ninety four seven twenty four. That's ninety four seven twenty five. Is that all Lexus, so, or is that so just how you guys do it? That's how we do it. Okay. Um, in other certain other dealerships in the country, but well, for Lexus, but car dealerships are going to move that way where it's just it's one price like yeah it's it is what it is yeah that's that's the way things are going to happen because people now realize that the one thing they can't get back is time mm-hmm. time is very valuable yeah so if you waste four hours negotiating do you think that you got a good deal think about it think think about it if you went if somebody went back and forth with their manager four times one of you took the second deal do you think that was a good deal that they presented to you no no how do you know the fourth one is? Yeah, I, I guess you're right. That's what I'm saying. So we've eliminated that. Yeah. We're, we're more about fair um, yeah. fair deals, not good deals for either side. They're fair deals. Yeah. And the prices are based on all kinds of different things. I won't get into it, but it's it, people appreciate the respect for their time. Mm-hmm. Here's the price. If you like it, let's move on. If you don't like it. Well, my, my mom told me back in the 80s when she was... Uh, shopping for mercedes that that's how they were they were one price there was no there was no room for negotiation these were cars from europe german high level vehicles right but that, that's then but now mercedes will negotiate mercedes yeah oh no sell you a card invoice but i mean it's i know that now it was new yeah okay so 
there's a there's a lot of circumstances to it, but that that's why um, we, people have been so trained to negotiate on a home, you know, jewelry, yeah, or, car, yeah, yeah, high level purchases. You know, a car technically is the second biggest purchase you'll make in your life. Sure, for most ninety five percent of people, it's the second biggest thing they buy. So um, they're just like, okay, I have to negotiate on it. And, yeah. Well, like you know, there's a reason it's priced that way. Yeah. I've always been like curious about that, right? Like, like who's the first guy to go in and be like, you know what? I like this car, but I'm not going to give you forty grand for it. I'll give you thirty, right? And they were like, oh, sure, right? Because the dealership has to make make money, so they have to know. Well, they have to keep the lights on. They yeah, have to pay people, and they so they, they have to buy inventory. Do yeah. you think that you go to the you go to the store and all those pineapples are sitting there for you to choose from. They were free. No. They just appeared there. No, Giant no. Eagle had to buy them. They had to buy them. They, they had, had to be shipped. They, they had to be trucked. Yeah. They there had was a, fuel. They were bought for $2 a pineapple and to pay for the transportation, they, they now have to charge $5 to cover That's the exactly cost right. of employees. No, I understand overhead and all of that, yeah. but I'm, I'm just curious. That's that, basically what it is. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, it's just curious to me it's that. It's very interesting. I think that, uh, now everybody wants a good deal, of course, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, you have to you have to value you have to place value on the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, yeah, you might not want to pay three hundred more dollars. Maybe another dealership's giving you a three hundred dollar better deal. But do they provide the convenience? Are they close by? Do they come pick up your car? Yeah, all these things add up. Mm-hmm. These are things that we don't place monetary value on. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot of value. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of value. Oh, yeah. So There's all kind of factors. All kinds of things. So, yeah, there's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll put it that way. But when I go buy a watch or something, I still want a good deal. Sure. Yeah. But eventually, that might go away. It might be like, no, you're... Your, your Rolex is 25000 Yeah, I've always found that... I've always found that uh, interesting when I would go to, like, Oars, and they'd be like, well... Breitling has it priced at this, and the bracelet is this, but we'll give it to you for this. And it's like, oh, so like it's like, why even have price tags? Because they they just yeah they can say whatever they want to say. I mean yeah, that that's a thing. it's interesting. But here here when those are things that are higher level purchases are driven by market values, mm-hmm. right? I I could I could tell you that BMW i8 two years ago I sold one we sold one for. They sticker it like a buck fifty. We sold one for two hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can go to the auction right now and get the same car for seventy five grand. Huh. So it's just whatever the market. It's the market. Yeah. The market drives the price, right? The market drives the price. No. If if everybody stopped buying a Rolex for a month, prices would come down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because all of a sudden right. they have all these. They have they have to push them. When you go to Nordstrom, or any place. And there's 10 white shirts, and they're all different. There's 10 price points. Why do you think one is $29.95 and one's $299, $300? For a Zania shirt, it's $495. Yeah. Why? Because one out of 10 people still buy the $495 shirt. Yeah. If that one person didn't exist, there would be no $495 shirt. That's true. Yeah. That's exactly why they exist. Yeah, it's interesting. That's that's a market. That's a market. They want to eventually pull the guy that's buying the one forty nine shirt to the four ninety five shirt. Mm-hmm. They're they're hoping that that he bounces up. He comes from up a, for some reason job 
Why do you, you know. think Arma- Armani's exist? Because Versace guys eventually graduate to an Armani suit. Yeah. That's why. They're like, oh, Versace shoots, uh, suits 1295. Armani's 2295. Eventually, that guy will make the jump. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, I'm hoping if I ever get to a point where, you know, I'm, I have to wear a suit every day or something like that, you know, I, I move away from, I only buy these Joseph A. Bank suits for a couple reasons. One, they fit me because they have the bigger sizes. And two, I don't need nice suits. No. I have a couple, like, I have, that because of, like, like performing, but I rarely wear, wear a suit. So there's just no reason for me to have, like, Armani suits. Though I think I do have one. And, yeah, I sold uh, it to you. Yeah. But <laughs> I like... You're that guy. Yeah. I like Hickey Freeman. So do I. And I th- I would think that if I ever get to a point where I'm working every day in a suit, yeah. I would say, Joseph A. Bank, thank you very much, but I'm now going to graduate to finer garments. Right. That's you know? the idea. I mean, yeah. that's what that's, it is. That's what we all, that's what we all hope Lexus for. Lexus exists, basically, because they think people... Eventually, we'll be out of the RAV4 and get into an RX. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, Larry and I are going car shopping on Saturday. That's good. And uh, we're going to go look at, oh, he needs a real family car now that Camila's one, and she's only going to be getting older. So, And I, they're probably going to have more more, more kids eventually. So um, they're going to be looking uh, all over on Saturday. Maybe we'll stop by uh, Alexis and see if there's anything. Take it for a drive. You, you know, and I he's had his eye on all kind of different vehicles and uh, just not not a minivan. He he refuses. I can't blame him. Which I think is fine. I think it's fine. Though my mom will not stop talking about the Honda Odyssey and how highly rated it is as a vehicle. I mean, I'm like, Mom, I'm sure it's a great car. Oh well, your cousin has two hundred thousand miles on her, her on her Honda Odyssey. I'm like, that's fantastic. But Larry is not going to drive a minivan, and apparently Marissa doesn't want one either. They want just like an SUV. A family SUV. The women make the decisions. At the end of the day. Unfortunately for Larry, he's in a position where his decision making is very limited. Yeah. Marissa now will make decisions for Larry. Yeah. Whether he realizes it or not. (laughs) There's a lot of data that supports this. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, Larry. Yeah. (laughs) If Marissa doesn't like... The Jeep or the yeah. Honda, she's not going to have it. Exactly. Because you know what? She's the one right now who's going to be uh, uh, driving it. Correct. Because Larry either, I think Larry takes like a bus to school. There's like Carnegie Mellon buses that kind of go around where he, where he lives. And uh, so he doesn't even drive to school. She either picks him up or he takes this like bus. So at the end of the day, right now in their lives, she's the one driving it every day. Yeah. Poor Larry. And... You know, and you know the GLK is great, but it's not a big vehicle. That's too small. Yeah, I mean, with with the car seat in it, it's hard to fit people in in the back seat. It's also German. Yeah, and a German car over fifty thousand miles is a time bomb. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens all all in time. But I mean, I'm gonna have to have wheels when I move back because that suburban barely fits in that garage, and I don't want to be driving it around. Lexus and North Hills will be happy to take care of you. I, I think that's true. And, 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 you know, people out there, if you need a Lexus, there's only one place to go, <laughs> and that is Lexus of North Hills. Go see my co-host and good friend Jason Mocha at 15025 Perry Highway, Wexford, PA, 15090. Call him up at 724-940-1400, or email him directly at jmocha, M-O-K-A, at LexusofNorthHills.com. Now, 
everyone needs a pair of pocketless pants. <laughs> and there's only one place to get that. Up at Chico Taylor's Custom Tailoring at 133 West North Street in Butler, PA 16001. Call them up at 724-287-5814. You can email them at info at chicotailors.com. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment. And once you get the pocketless pants, you're going to have to have a picture of them, right? I'm going to get a pi- picture of them. Call up Sarah Miller Photography, www.thisissarahmiller.com for family wedding fashion and commercial photography. And again, you can check out the podcast at tmpspodcast.com. Email the show at themichaelpinchakshow at gmail.com. Ch- check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is tmpsofficial. We should Twitter more. I was thinking about it in the beginning of the show. We're going to work on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... We're gonna make some moves. My my life is in a bit of a upheaval right now. Like I'm I'm actually glad we even have a show happening to, um today because there's just so much going on with this move. I'm basically flipping my whole life upside down, starting over kind of, and it's a little you know m- my anxiety starting lower. over in Mars, starting over in Mars, PA. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. What show is it again? 35? 35. Show 35, probably going to be called the Stephen Asante Diet. (laughs) (laughs) You love the the, the Asante calorie intake. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so so much for listening. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) And we'll see you next week on the Michael Papinchak Show. (laughs) 